Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, pet lovers everywhere, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. We are in the home stretch now in terms of holiday shopping. Can you believe that? I don't know where this year has gone, but I am going to do you all a huge favor today because I have invited a very special guest to the program who may be the key to your gift-giving needs. We all have people in our lives who are really impossible to shop for. I know I have a few. And my first guest this morning can solve that issue in one stroke. Well, maybe more than one stroke. Kevin Hill is an artist extraordinaire who creates pet portraits. I've seen this guy draw and paint, and he is absolutely awesome, so you're not going to want to miss a single moment of what he has to say. And after our halftime break, our very own Mary Dell will be stopping by to explain what not to give as a holiday gift. Aren't you glad you started our morning with us? All of this and more are coming right up, so grab a pen and a piece of paper, and we'll get going after a very quick station break here on K-Mozart. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I am really excited to introduce our first guest, He's the artist I mentioned before the break, and he is amazing. It's Kevin Hill. Welcome to the Pet Place, Kevin. Hi, Marie. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so glad you're here today. I actually know all about your special dog, Walter the Wonder Dog. I understand he's a little bit of a celebrity and has been in the Wiener Nationals. Uh, yes, he was. Um, he he, uh, he did really well, actually, except for the last probably 20 feet. He uh, shot out of the gate, and, and literally he was in the leap. And then um, just, I don't know, changed his mind and just made a complete U-turn. He got distracted. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Walter is a doxy, correct? Mm-hmm, that's right. What, how, yeah. how old is he, and how did you get him? Um, he is about two years old, and um, we got him uh, some time back, actually. Was he a was he a a present or did you just feel like adopting oh, a dog? Yes, he um, was a present for Amy. Uh, and, I, and Amy I, uh, is your wife. Yes, Amy's my wife. I'm sorry. And the two of and you are both artists, and you're both professors at Coastline College. That's correct. Um, she teaches uh, Introduction to Photoshop, and I teach uh, Advanced Photoshop. And uh, Amy's uh, very outgoing and. Uh, very entertaining, I think. Uh, she uses images of Walter in her examples um, for Photoshop. So when people take her class, uh, they then take the advanced course, which I teach. And so everybody knows about Walter, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, kind of a celebrity. So you have uh, class after class of students graduating from Coastline College in digital arts who you know all about Walter the Wonder Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what was your major in college? Um, I studied uh, portraiture um, in fine art painting, uh, studio painting, and uh, I minored in uh, sculpture. And you're actually using that now to create a brand new 
product that people might consider as a holiday gift. Absolutely. And um, what is that? <laughs> uh, I paint pets, uh, animals, dogs and cats. Uh, and what um, a coincidence, it's the pet place. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly the kind of gift that our listeners would be interested in because we're always thinking of how to find the perfect gift for somebody who's not so easy to shop for. And then you think about pets and animals, and, and it's it's like a vision of light that just comes down and everybody goes, yay, that's the perfect gift. And and how did you decide you wanted to do this? Uh, well, we um, it was our uh, wedding anniversary, and um, we decided we were going to make each other something. So um, Amy uh, tends to go to bed earlier than I do. I'm a bit of a night owl, so <laughs> I, I, I realized I hadn't um, done a painting in, in really pretty a pretty long time, a couple of years. And so I thought I'm going to do a painting of Walter um, because he's are both both of our favorite things. <laughs> and uh, so um, I did this painting. I wound up staying up till close to four in the morning. But wow. um, I really, really enjoyed it, and I'd forgotten how much I loved painting. Um, um, things I was doing, um, I, I worked on this most of the time, but I don't, uh, I, I hadn't painted in a long time, and I forgot I loved it. So it was really a special experience for you, and I bet people started seeing that that portrait and started saying, well, can you do one for me, too? <laughs> yes, that, that's exactly what happened. Um, so I uh, um, very quickly, I, I posted, posted it online, and, and uh, a lot of really positive response, which, which um, was very uh, gratifying. And I, I realized, you know, I love painting animals. It's, it's just like my favorite subject matter, and I realized I I wasn't concerned with the background, so I, I usually paint with a white background and just a little bit of uh, light shadow under the animal, and I just paint the part that I love, which is the animal. So um, uh, my I sort of reawakened a, a passion that I, I'd forgotten about. That is very but, cool. Do you have some of your portraits posted so that people could take a look and, and see what what your style is? Are they online? They are. I've got a, um, a public Facebook page just for the animals, um, and it's uh, facebook.com slash Painter Kevin's Companions. It's kind of, a, kind of a long one to remember, and there's no apostrophe in the end. Okay, so that's facebook.com slash Painter Kevin's with an S, Companions with an S, and there are no spaces. That's right. So people can take a look and see what your other portraits look like. What are you, how are you pricing these if somebody was interested? Well, I'm, I'm keeping it really um, very reasonable prices at the moment. Um, um, yeah, so, so I, I want to make it affordable for people. Um, I've done uh, almost almost ten paintings so far since I started this just just a little while ago. So um, I, I want to get uh, a good body of work out there. So I'm not not interested in, in charging people too much money for it. I just uh, want to, you know, cover my supplies and make a little bit of money at this point and, until I get um, a bit more uh, so it's, out there. It's good. It's a good idea then to get in at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, okay. it, it, would, it would be really nice to, to get um, get famous and, and make 
you know, make this uh, an investment where it's worth a lot in the future, but I wouldn't count on it. And, and always suggest um, to buy artwork because you love it, um, not not as an investment, but, but because you, you really like the imagery. That's right, and that's the same reason why you paint, too, because you love it. Exactly. How available, I know you have a full-time job, how available are you to do these portraits? Would you be able to get them done by the holidays, or would you recommend that people go ahead and book and then give their uh, their gift recipient um, a little homemade gift certificate that says they'll be getting one of these portraits? Yes. The latter. <laughs> so, so. You'll take them as you get them, and you'll turn them out as quickly as you can. What do you think the turnaround time is? Um, well, it, it, if I can get to it right away, and that's that's with the with the photograph that um, that I'll be working from, um, I can turn it around in usually two days. Oh, that's um, pretty quick. If, if it take. Um, you know, it may take a little bit longer. I, I can't always give an exact um, time because art is one of those things. Sometimes. Sometimes you have a day where it just flows and everything works perfectly, and some days you've got to kind of rework it a few times before it, it turns out right. But but I'm really, I think I'm pretty fast as a painter. Okay. So you don't actually have to be with the pet live. Somebody can just give you a photograph, and you can work from the photograph. Yes. Um, preferably, my, my preferred method would be to, to come over and bring some lights and my camera and take some pictures. Um, so I can make sure I get the best possible reference and also get a feel for um, the, the, the pet's personality so I can kind of translate some of that into the image. Oh, that's great. I love that uh, idea. And how available are you to do something like that? Should somebody give you a couple weeks' notice to arrange something like that? Yes, that, that would um, take a bit of um, organizing because I, I do work two other jobs, so um, I have to kind of fit it in when I can at, at this point. Okay. Uh, hopefully, hopefully down the road, you know, um, that'll be a lot easier. But uh, but right now, oh, and, and and another thing, if um if you have a pet that's uh, passed away, I can definitely work from a photograph. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be able to, to come and take pictures, um, but I I do try to work from the best possible photo reference. Um, you know, the the more detail and the, the clearer the imagery is that I'm working from, the better it's going to turn out as a painting. Okay. I've seen some pretty cool imagery of your pet rat named Tommy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, uh, how does Walter get along with Tommy? Well, actually, Tommy's um, passed away. Oh, um, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the rats only live for usually about three years. I mean, I, I, I've heard of rats living up to five years, but, um, you know, I mean, I had rats for, for a while, Mm -hmm. But Tommy was—he was really special. He was just a charming little guy, very, very affectionate, and um, you know that—that that whole um, that rep that rats have because of that whole um, you know dark period in medieval history. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they, but um, they really make wonderful pets. Absolutely, and, uh, we had actually a couple of pet rats when my uh, my older daughters were little, and and they were very affectionate, very intelligent, and lots of fun, and. And I would recommend them as a pet to to just about anybody because they are they're they're very special little animals and they they are not at all like the stereotype that people think when they think of the word rat and and I wish that stereotype would just go away. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Um, I'm gonna, I, I, 
sorry. I'm sorry. We're we're just about out of time, Kevin. I wanted to give out your website, which was painterkevin.com. Is that correct? That's correct. And people could get your contact info there and make arrangements to see some of your paintings and and I think these would just make phenomenal gifts for everyone who receives them. So Thank you for stopping by the Pet Place today. Absolutely. Um, you're very very welcome. Thank you for having me on the show. We need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Marianne Dell will be checking in, and she's got some ideas about what you shouldn't give as a holiday gift. So stay right where you are, and we'll be back faster than you can sing a verse of Jingle Bells here on K-Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and I'd like to welcome our old friend Marianne Dill back to the show. Good morning, Marianne. How good. are you? I'm good, Marie. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. And we were just talking about the holidays and, and how you should train your dog to be a good host if you're having people coming over, maybe with a senior citizen coming over or babies. and. And now, on the same grain, I thought maybe we should talk about holiday gift giving and what not to give as a gift. <laughs> yes, number one on that list, a live animal. <laughs> there you go. You know, we all have such fond memories and Norman Rockwell images of the little girl or boy opening the present under the tree and out pops the puppy or the kitten. But what's wrong with that image? Well, what's wrong with that image is the fact that Christmas morning or the midst of Hanukkah or whatever celebration you're having is really not the best time to bring a living being into your family. It's all wonderful when the ribbon comes off the box and the little puppy or the kitten or even the hamster is there and you can cuddle them and isn't this fun? And we all know everyone who's ever been a parent or an an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent who has watched as Christmas Day unfolds, and by the end of the day, most of the toys are under the tree and they're kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay for the Xbox or the Wii um, <laughs> or a book or a CD or an iPod or whatever. Um, you know, I almost said Tinker Toys when I started. <laughs> I would really be dating myself. Tinker anyway. Toys, okay. <laughs> okay, I've been around for a few decades. Um but you can't do that with a puppy or a kitten or a gerbil um, or a bunny. They they need 24-7 care, particularly in the beginning, even if you were to go out and adopt an adult cat or a dog from a shelter, which, of course, is how we want everybody to get their animals. Um, just because they're an adult doesn't mean they don't need care. When mm-hmm. you When you bring an animal into a new environment, it's exactly that it's a new place it's someplace they have never experienced before um just as a quick example i took a dog who was mm, this close to being euthanized out of a shelter the other day and that was wonderful we saved her she's alive now she has a chance at an at a forever home but she's very anxious about that and it became obvious in her behavior that new situations disturbed her 
And you add to that the tumult of of the holiday season and everyone running around and people drinking and eating a lot and maybe not paying that close attention to a new animal Mm -hmm. and where you have a situation that should be as calming as possible to the new arrival. You've got one that's about as uncalming as possible. Exactly, exactly. It's it's uncalming to pets who normally live at the house and are already real happy, comfortable res- uh, residents you know, bet. when all of a sudden you've got all these strangers coming in, even if they're not strangers and they visit every once in a while, it's still a break of the normal routine, and pets are so routine-oriented. They are. Even just bringing that Christmas tree in or putting decorations around the house, this completely changes their environment. Mm-hmm. We take it completely in stride because it's something we want to do. They don't understand. I'm, I'm sure you've probably, and a lot of our listeners have seen the cartoon. Um, it's a there's a room, and Christmas tree is being put up, and there's a dog sitting by the Christmas tree, and he's looking at a cat who's in the other room, and he he says to the cat, "Ha ha! I've got my own potty now too." <laughs> <laughs> what do dogs see? I haven't that? seen that one. <laughs> You're exactly right, though. <laughs> you know, we allow them to use them as marking zones outside, which is perfectly fine, and suddenly you've got one in the house. And it's quite possible that some dogs would look at that and go, woohoo! Especially a new dog that you're just bringing into the home who you haven't trained at all yet. Absolutely. So he doesn't know the house rules, and he doesn't know where is a good spot to go potty and where is an off-limit spot and all of this stuff takes time and you certainly don't want to have to deal with that when you're dealing with the holidays no you had a you had a great column in the register um recently and and a woman wrote in and talked about how just by luck she came upon her cat who had gotten himself tangled in garland in her tree. Uh, I know that was horrible. I can't uh, even imagine. And this is a cat who's lived in that house, gosh, knows how long mm-hmm. and is perfectly used to it. But here's this strange new thing, and he's exploring. So, you know, the holidays are such a wonderful time, and, and there's many, many alternatives. If If your kids are absolutely just wanting maybe you've gone to the shelter although honestly i would avoid doing that right before christmas and getting hopes up but you can give your kids pick a box poke holes in it put a ribbon around it and inside have a little stuffed dog or a stuffed cat with a card that says after the holidays when everything's settled down we're going to go to the animal shelter and we're going to get a dog that is a perfect idea i love that Mm-hmm. So they still have something to unwrap under the tree. They still have something in that box, so it's not just a total, uh, seriously? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice, a box with holes. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And and you can make a beautiful gift certificate to attach to the ribbon around the little stuffed animal's neck. and, And that is just perfect. And I think, too, People like being able to pick their own pet, whether it's a child or an adult. You have to have that connection, and not all pets bond with people, and not all people bond with particular pets. It's it's all different. That's absolutely right. I get calls every now and then um, because I, I have a lot of 
small dogs in my rescue, and I'll, I'll get a call periodically from someone who says, oh, my neighbor, she's 72, and she just lost her beloved Shih Tzu, and I saw your little dog in the paper, and he's so cute, and I'd like to get him for her. And in those cases, I talk to people and say, let's do this. Why don't you talk to her and see if she's interested, show her the picture, and if you'd like to bring her to meet the dog, I'd be happy to do that. But you just you can't, as you say, dogs are not pieces of furniture or sweaters. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just give one to somebody, particularly a person who has just lost their beloved pet of many, many years. You don't just go out and say, oh, I lost my Cocker Spaniel. Well, there's another Cocker Spaniel. I think yeah. I'll be getting that one. It- Rebound pet adoption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It you doesn't know. work. No, and and there are some people who absolutely cannot live without an animal, and I have gotten calls from people who have said, you know, I just lost my dog, and, and I really, really, really need to get another one. And it's an individual choice, and I absolutely am behind people who feel that way because mm-hmm. I can completely understand that. Sure. Um, but they have to be the ones to choose. Absolutely, but... I think it's important, too, for people to realize that just because they're adopting a dog that looks just like the one that they lost, it's not going to be a little clone who who acts exactly the same way. It's going to have its own personality. And, Marianne, I have actually seen people bring dogs to the shelter, giving them up, because they expected them to be just like the dog that they lost. Yeah. And it's not. So it's, in their eyes... A bad dog. Yep. And and that poor little dog didn't do anything wrong. It yeah. was just being itself. That's right. I, it just breaks my heart. I know. Do you do you I, I've had this conversation with people who want to breed their dogs because oh my gosh, they're just the best dog in the world. And I've said to them, But that doesn't mean that their puppies are going to be just like them. Are your children just like you? Mm-hmm. Do they have the same temperament? And and I've actually had success with that with a few people. Well, that's a great argument um, to make. Because, I know all of my kids are, are completely different, one yeah. from the other and from me and, and from their dad. And, my gosh, would you want them to all be clones? What would be the point of life? <laughs> <laughs> you are right. Uh-huh. <laughs> And you just have to learn to love the the new personality that you're getting. And there's usually lots to love. You just have to recognize that it's there. Absolutely. And and that is another reason for not bringing an animal into your home right around the holidays. You're not going to have time to give that animal the benefit of the doubt that he or she needs to fit into your home. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on, and, and people tend, unfortunately, to stress out so much at the holidays because they're so worried about making sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and everything's done perfectly and we bought the right wine and people will like this type of pie. And I don't begrudge people that. That's certainly understandable, but that's not the time to be worrying about a new living being. No, and just under regular routine circumstances, when you bring a pet into the home, it's going to require quite a lot of time, at least for a couple of weeks. In fact, I usually recommend people take some time off work to get a dog accustomed to its new surroundings and the rules of the house and everything else. Mm-hmm. So if you're busy and can't devote the time you need to a new pet and the pet starts exhibiting bad behavior or doing things that you don't want it to do, 
all of a sudden you're blaming the dog instead of yourself, and then the dog gets returned to the shelter or the rescue. Yes. And people will sometimes say, well, holidays are a perfect time. We have the week off between Christmas and New Year's, or maybe we have two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say in that case, it's an individual situation. For some families, it might be a good time because all the hubbub dies away after Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and then you go to the shelter. But the thing I will caution people when they do that is please make sure you also get the animal used to your coming and going because a lot of times people will say, oh, I've got two weeks off, that's great, I'll stay with the dog the whole time, and then all of a sudden at the end of two weeks they're gone for ten hours. Yeah. So it's really important to get them used to the entirety. And, yes, time off is the perfect time to do that because you you have the ability to come and go and get the animal used to your being gone for gradually longer periods of time. You can get them into a routine. You can start house training them, all that good stuff. Um, And, you know, Christmas Day, mm, just not the time to do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or the time between, before, either. I truly. couldn't agree with you more. Marianne, we have about a minute left, and during this minute I just want to tell you how much I am always impressed by all the wonderful rescue work that you do day in and day out, year in and year out. And I want you to just give a little promo of the rescue that you're involved with so that if people were interested in adopting one of your rescued pets, they could contact your organization. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. We just have finally gone nonprofit this year, so I'm very excited about that. We've almost got our website ready to go up. We are Shamrock Rescue Foundation. We're based in Orange County. We primarily do dogs and mostly get dogs out of shelters that are on death row, um, that don't have much chance of getting out. And um, we, do do, we do not discriminate as far as breeds go. We, and I will work with people if people are interested in getting a dog, but they're not sure what kind, what size, what the best fit might be. Um, you know, I also offer that to people because sometimes it's not that easy to know. And what is your contact? And our contact information is you can contact us at shamrockrs, for Rescue Foundation, at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, Marianne, I can't let you say any more because we're out of time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But thank you, and listeners, don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on K-Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. You know, all of us here at K-Mozart would really like to get every pet a home for the holidays. And one way you can help is to consider adopting from a rescue or a shelter. There are so many animals that need loving forever homes. And the folks at Orange County Small Paws are having a special adoption event at a couple of Petco's today. The first is in Irvine at 15333 Culver Drive, and the second is in Huntington Beach at 8909 Adams Avenue. Orange County Small Paws specializes in small pets, as their name implies, So if you're looking for the perfect lap warmer, be sure to check out these special adoption events from 12 to 4 p.m. today. They are on our Pet Place calendar at PetPlace.org. 
So check out our website and send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are because there's always a bunch going on. And that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. <laughs>